Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Flip This with Steve Londo, the real estate investing podcast that focuses on finding and negotiating with motivated sellers and flipping houses without using banks or private lenders. You must be prepared to ignite. Time to serve rhymes I heard like words of King George the Third. I'm proceeding to 
survival to survival like Johnny Appleseed, I intrude. Hoes call me fool, bitch, I'm smooth. Watch your fucking attitude, rap in the like a mat, I'm like a black cat on the trail of a fat rat. You're gonna overdose and choke off these rhymes I wrote. Somebody said that you were looking for me. Here I go. friends welcome to the flip this podcast the real estate investing podcast that teaches you how to find and negotiate with motivated sellers to flip houses without using banks or private lenders as always i'm your host steve londo joined by my boy jeremy burgess what's up everybody what up do i am a full-time wholesaler flipping houses in detroit and the suburbs uh wholesaling is when you go out and find someone that wants or needs to sell their house and negotiate a price to, to purchase it. You put it under contract for, say, 30000 and then you go out and find a buyer to pay you 40000 for that house. You assign your contract to the buyer, and you make the profit in between. Make money, money, make money, money, money. Every day. So thanks for joining us. As always, we appreciate you listening, sharing, liking all these podcasts that we're doing. This is number 21. Wow. Getting up there, man. Kind of crazy. Only took me a year to do 21 episodes. But so I like my scotch <laughs> and my women. 21. 21. <laughs> so uh, as always, the first part of our, our podcast here is talking about deals. Deals, deals, deals. I'm going to go over some deals I got for sale. This week, we're really focused in Detroit uh, with one in Inkster, too. Um Detroit's coming up if you haven't been paying attention. So I got some good deals for you. Um, a little bit of everything for everyone. We've got some of the lower end stuff um, all the way to some of the very, very nice uh, areas in Detroit. 
We'll start off in Inkster, though. We got 26476 West Hills in Inkster. This is a move-in ready house. I mean, this house, you could rent it tomorrow for eight fifty a month. Um, it's three-bedroom, one-bath, brick bungalow. It's got a full basement and a two-car detached garage. This is a really, really nice nice house. It's in great condition. A nice neighborhood. It's pretty quiet. Um, it's on the north side of Michigan. Um, so it's on the, the good side yeah. where you want to be in Inkster. It's a decent neighborhood too, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. I thought it was, I thought it was nice. Um, and like I said, pretty quiet. I've been over there a few times and, um, you know, not a lot of craziness going on. You got the airport there, um, of course, but traffic wise, there's not a lot of cut through traffic in this part. It's kind of some curvy river area roads, um, but it's not it, all hooded up either. No, so. it's really well maintained, and this house is extremely well maintained. It's in great condition. Landlord's dream. This is like move in ready, start making money tomorrow. Um, we're looking for twenty seven thousand on this. Again, it's a three bedroom brick bungalow in Inkster two six four seven six West Hills garage and basement. Fools. That's right. Eight fifty a month. How could you pass that up? I know you can get it because the we we just could have put a tenant in there. So. <clears throat> so hit me up steve at steve buys houses fast.com and uh you know make your offer we need to move that thing yesterday next one is uh 13536 griggs in detroit i think i mentioned this one on the podcast before too um i got a lower price for you twenty one thousand. this is a nice um essentially move in ready as well brick um colonial it's got some uh some sided portions of it some additions and stuff but it's a two bedroom one bath there is a basement and there's a garage and it's twenty one thousand. i mean it's it's a move-in ready brick house for under 25 grand you don't Man, see that very if much if you're a landlord i know two bedrooms aren't sexy but when you run the numbers go go ahead and do this per square foot and for the rent you always do better with a two bedroom. They just don't sell as well. We can get yep. deeper discounts. They're more motivated. Yep. Which means opportunity for you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. That's right. Put them dollar dollar bills in your pocket. Start counting. You have more for the strip club, you know? <laughs> which is important. That's right. So um one of the key things that I think with this property is it's located in such it's in a really good area. It's a quiet, nice block. And um I mean, again, you're all in under 25 grand. You can't really ask for too much there. So hit me up again, Steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com. Uh, text me at 734-272-7004. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good opportunity. Someone needs to pick that up. Now, this one, <clears throat> this is a little better area. This is a, a neighborhood you might be familiar with called Rosedale Park. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Kind of a nice na- neighborhood. Um, the downside on this house is it's, it's frame. It's, you know, it's a vinyl sided, um, wood built house. Um, and most of my Detroit buyers want brick, but this is an exception because it's in an exceptional area. It's three bedroom, one bath. It's 1300 square feet. It's a nice big house. It's got a full basement, two car detached garage. Again, it's Rosedale park, one, four, five, two, eight Greenview in Detroit, 28,000. You can take this. I mean, the, the comps are in the sixties over there. Even for this frame, you could get, you know, an ARB of 60 here. So, um, bricks, I think are much higher than that probably right there, but <clears throat> it, the house needs some updating, but it's, it's in, you know, good condition. Um, it's priced. Wait, wait I think you just priced right. Wisconsin. We're talking about Wisconsin. No right? Greenview. Oh, we are my bad. Greenview. I'm all mixed up, dude. 
I kind of jumped around on you my did. list here. I know. So I, I should just shut up. That's what I'll do. Went up here. But uh, so anyway, one four five two eight Greenview in Detroit. It's um, again twenty eight thousand. Hit me up, Steve at stevebuyshousesfast dot com. I want some motherfucking contracts. Yes, get and come on, man. That's a low price to get into Rosedale Park, right? For sure, for sure, for sure. And you're renting that house for you know nine fifty a thousand a month, I think. You Why know, would you buy this? You buy this because you don't have enough money for a brick house in That's Rosedale right. Park, but you still want to be there, and this house will get you there. That's you right. Know? And the last deal this week is Wisconsin, not the whole state, just just a street. Just you can a, have just this state, though, if you yeah. add a zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe two. Maybe ten. So 18257 Wisconsin Street in Detroit. This is a – I don't know what the neighborhood is called. I'm not um, sure either. I want to say it's Bagley, but I don't think it's officially. It's like right in that spot there. Um um, seven in Livernois between six and seven, which it's, is popping by the popping way, popping big time. All four corners around, you know, that inter- yep. those intersections are coming up. So, anyway, I need um forty three for this house. It's three bed, one and a half bath. It's a brick colonial. It's got a full finished basement, one car detached garage. This is a gorgeous house. It's in beautiful shape, um, beautiful neighborhood. This is where you want to be in the city of Detroit. You should just list this, man. You get you get a lot more for it if you just list it and I, sold it. Just be, if they're, if they're not going to buy something nice, you guys yeah. want you know, not going to buy something nice. You just list it and sell it. Yep. Well, I've been listing a lot of them, and they've been selling fast. You guys remember Flocks and East Point <clears throat> sold that full price offer. So you know, within days of literally within three days of listing it. So I'm not bullshitting people. If you don't act soon, these houses are getting listed and they are selling. So. Um, you know, save yourself some money, some time, get on my list, 313cashdeals.com and, uh, email me direct Steve at Steve buys houses fast.com. Again, this one's one eight, two, five, seven, Wisconsin in Detroit, 43,000 takes it. Boom. That's it. Only 43,000. You know what you spend on water in California. You can get yourself a nice flipper rental, right? Here, That's right. right. And you could definitely flip that house. Um, you could, uh, do a little bit of updates to it. Um, it doesn't need a ton, but you could really bring it up and um, and probably flip that for the sixty-five to seventy range. I think. Yeah, she goes both ways. <laughs> she yeah, goes, both, she ways. goes both ways. Flip or depending how you like it. Where's Jeremy's mind today? <laughs> In the gutter, <laughs> well, per usual today, right? Yeah. So that wraps up the deal section. I'm going to move on to uh, what's working best, what's working, and what's not. Something that's always worked. Always has, always will work, and it's direct mail. Um, <clears throat> sometimes it works, you know, better than others, but it only works if you actually do it. So, but Steve, I mailed once I and mailed I didn't once. get a deal. Well, you got to mail again and again and again and again and again, and you can't stop mailing like literally ever. I get really good deal flow from my online presence. I get really good residual calls, people that hold on to the postcards for a long time. But I did stop mailing as much for a few months, um, a couple of months earlier in the year. And the results reflected that, you know, the deal flows went down and things like that. We really ramped that up over the last month and a half. I'm doing postcards and letters. I've got um, some of the sales team that are writing yellow letters kind of like the old school JV program that we had remember back in the day. And it was awesome. It worked really well. It got a, it generated a huge response, uh, response rate. So we brought it back and, um, 
you know, they're doing it and I'm already seeing the results. We had 15 new leads on Monday, just, just on Monday. Um, and that was based on the two weeks of postcards we've been mailing the yellow letters that went out last week and, um, 15 leads, not just phone calls. So some of them were, were the, from the digital presence too, but, but yeah, direct mail always works, but it only works if you do it. So you have to not only mail, but mail consistently and more than once to the same list. You mail multiple times. Yeah. That was the thing. The big thing you taught me was keep mailing, keep mailing to the list, the same list. Don't stop mailing. Just update it once a year. Yep. Yep. Update it, you know, maintain the list to remove people that say to take them off the list to people that have called in, you know, you can save them on a different list. Maybe, um, you know, maintain it though, and make sure that you're keeping it up to date and it doesn't hurt to pull a new fresh version of it every year because people buy houses all the time, all the time. Sometimes the criteria didn't match a year ago, meaning it wasn't free and clear, but now it is or whatever it might be. So there's several things like that. So make sure you update that once a, once a year. Yeah, when you taught me that, it was like, oh, mine. It was like so obvious as soon as you said it. Yeah. It's like putting wheels on luggage. How long did it take us to figure this out? Right. When you told me that, I was like, what? Duh. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Believe it or not, I probably did three dozen mailing campaigns, of which I only mailed them one time. Wow. That's incredible. I don't even, and I had success too. Yeah, I oh, got sure. lucky. Well, you get, that's the thing though, you get calls from the, the mail. Every single time you drop a mailing, you get calls. Um, but there's a a scientific approach to it in terms of and, and data that supports it that, you know, certain type of people respond to the first contact, certain other types of people respond to the third, fourth, fifth, sixth and more contacts. I mean, it's something like nine contacts um, that you need to make to before giving up on a sale and the contact can be direct mail. It can be. Uh, your postcard could be your website. It could be the phone call that they have with you, with Pat Live, et cetera. So you need to have kind of like nine touches along them um, to to make sure that you're working that lead properly and moving it on to the next, to the next direction. Um, so anyway, that's what's working and what's not. I want to just remind you, direct mail always works. Just got to make sure you do it. Got to invest in it. And don't start. That's a big thing. Don't start until you have at least six months. Yeah, yeah, I know so many people. Look, I got a month. Well, yeah. if you can't pull something off in a month, you're totally. And I'm not one for stopping or anything, but just yeah, you know, it's like if you're going on a hiking trip and you only got food for two days, I'm gonna find food on the third yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, maybe you have a couple of weeks of food. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so that that's a great point. Actually, that's a very good point. So, uh, moving on, moving on to the next section here. The Story time. This is a good one too. This is a good one. I had to think about it for a little while. To I'm like, I don't have a story this week. I swear to God, I thought you were gonna pistol whip this guy right <laughs> in the house. <laughs> I was oh, like, oh shit! <laughs> it started poorly right when we got there. Too, oh yeah, because it was like, it was just people that we already knew. It was a mess from the from the beginning. But to back up a second, it was one of those. Um, it was we, we're. I'm thinking about this segment for the podcast today. I'm like, I don't have a story. Jeremy's like, come on, you don't have a story. It's like, well, I guess I could do an old story. I've been trying to keep this current and talk about what's happening now, but week to week and recording a couple of these at a time, sometimes it's hard to talk about what's happening right now that I haven't already discussed two weeks ago. Um, so plus Detroit just always giveth. Oh man. (laughs) There's no end. When I remove that restriction of let's keep it, keep it just within the last couple of weeks. So there's millions of stories. So, 
Dozens of stories, certainly. <clears throat> Enough to keep this podcast going for a good year. So. Long time. Today's story we'll call um, the one-armed man, or the uh, I used to call it the one-armed bandit. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, the one-armed. Um, and I like this name, the day, day drinker daycare. Oh, I was so sad. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, wait a minute, Steve was going to pistol pistol whip somebody, allegedly? Cheerio, Cheerios in the toilet. Cheerios in the toilet. Can day drinker, daycare. Oh, man. The one-armed man. Like, what the fuck is going on here? This was All a right. mess from day one. Buckle up, people. <laughs> so the, the way this one goes, we show up to the house. This is a, a nice house in Detroit. We had a good deal. We got the contract. I don't like a, a few days or a week before. And this you had to hard close show. this guy too. I had to hard close him. And that's yeah. why I think part of this came up because he didn't really want to sell it for the price he agreed to. He wanted more, but I said, I need you to, you know, this is what I'll do today. It was like, I don't know, 12 grand or something, 16 grand. I'll give you 16, but you got to sign right now. I think you said 16 plus closing costs, actually. plus closing costs. Yep. Are you not generous? Steve? Yep. Yes. Very generous. So I threw in the closing. Well, you got to sign right now. And then I shut up and wait and he signed. With his good arm. Which actually, let me let me interject here. That's one of the best Steve closings I ever took away, and I teach yeah. people right now, too, is save the closing costs to get him to sign today. Yeah. That works yeah. so well. That's one of those That's excellent true. closings I learned from you. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. There's like multiple stories in this. There is. There's layers. <laughs> it's like an onion. So, the, so we show up. First of all, we show up to the house to show it to one of our buyers. Um, the buyer is actually a referral. Jeremy knows the buyer. I, at this time, I didn't know him. Um, and is, is, his name's Travis and he had one of his buyers that he was bringing to look at the house. Well, I had known his buyer yeah, already shit show. and I sold them like literally two, probably two dozen houses before. Like I really knew them. It wasn't like somebody I just had a slight acquaintance with like package deals, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I closed with that guy. So I was like bummed out about that. So now there's another hand in the pot. Um, for an introduction I didn't need, but you know what? I was going to suck it up and pay the guy. I would never, you know, not pay the guy or anything like that. He brought the deal. Frankly, and that bitch too, man, I still don't like her. <laughs> I know. The... <laughs> she came with attitude yeah, right out of the she gate. Did. Yeah. And then it was like, Oh, it's you. So she had probably already seen this house too. Um, <clears throat> off of my list or she should have, but anyways, so that was already case number one. And then, Either I was late or they were late. One of us was late, which was already another frustration along with it. I think she was late. She was late, yeah. yeah. So she showed up late. She had a little attitude. I was already pissed because now I'm like, well, I already. Well, thanks for bringing somebody I already knew to my house with a, you know. Um, like two strikes. Yeah. So then third strike comes, and Mr. Seller, we go, and we're talking to the seller. I don't even remember where things went wrong. He was complaining, basically saying he didn't want to sell the house. And I was like, well, you know, you did sign a contract. We have an agreement. Well, yeah. I didn't want to sign it. I'm like, well, but you did. Yeah. And then I realized he was drinking. So that kind of set me off because his little probably one and a half to two-year-old son was there. Daughter, um, too. Daughter, and too. It was crying. They're all having he, kept, he has the one arm. He's like one arm at yep. the elbow. And the other one, he's like keeps holding behind his back. Yeah, yeah. And the reason was it was like 12, 10. Well, no, it wasn't even 12. It, it was, was like, like noon, yeah. Yeah, and he he... Yeah, he was had like a little. It wasn't even a fifth, like a pint or a half. You pint. know those little, like tiny little bottles you see at the, yeah, almost like like at the liquor store, but like at the counter. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like airplane or hotels used to have like I'm holding up. You have to watch the video. They're like three inches, four inches tall, right? I don't know how much they hold up. 
I don't think it's a pint. Just a little day sipping. It's like a shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was. He had like three of them. There was like a Coke bottle sitting there that was, you know, his mixer. There's, you know, he's drunk. I could then I could smell it, and then I could see what's going on. I'm like fuck. So I'm like, I can't talk to you about this right now. I'm like, you're you've been drinking clearly, and I said something about, you know, it's twelve o'clock and you're drinking with your two year old here. That's awesome. And that's not the way he said it, by yeah. the way, folks. He he spit it with a little <laughs> bit of venom. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had said something that really set me off, and I don't remember what it was. And he had homeboy too hiding. In yeah, the, he had yeah. somebody there. And oh, and that was one thing is he triggered on triggered. He was triggered by my um, my t shirt, which was um, "Keep Calm, Carry On," and it's got two pistols on it. And I don't even think he knew that I had a pistol on me. He just saw the shirt and was like pissed off by it or threatened by it or something. I don't know. He was drunk at noon. Yeah. On a Tuesday. You're going to get mad at stupid <laughs> shit when you're day drinking. You know, with infants, by the way. With infants. You know, I don't, you want to day drink, whatever. I don't care. I'm not judging. But when you got your two year old there that you're clearly in charge of and you're watching, okay, now we got a problem. So long story short, he's like complaining. I'm, I'm ready to punch the guy, snap off his other arm. I don't think a pistol whipping would have been in order, but maybe his homeboy that was hiding in the bathtub or whatever he was doing. <laughs> Somebody was going to get pistol whipped. Somebody was going to get their ass whipped if he stepped, you know, any closer. And it was starting to get that vibe to it. So I, you know, decided to disengage and get out of there and just, you know, he didn't want to show the house. That's that's where it started. He didn't want to let Jeanette and and Travis come look through the house. I don't think she actually got in even that day. I don't think I she don't got know in. if she did or not. I can't I remember. Remember, I feel like she didn't. No, actually, she did. Now I remember her walking through yeah. it. Anyway, sorry, she did get through it, but he, it was a challenge. That was what that was the first the and whole last thing. time too. Yeah. yeah, we didn't get anybody else through it. No, no. But what we did do was go down to the register of deeds and file what I affectionately refer to as a "fuck you, David." That's right. An affidavit, uh, claim of interest, um, because he signed a legally binding contract. He was not drunk when he signed it. He was completely sober that day. Um, was uh, I had no evidence of that. That, that was day. early in the morning, actually. I think that's why. Yeah, that wasn't early. Yeah. That was like 10 or 11 o'clock appointment. That yeah. day. But we locked it up. We had it under contract. He signed it. <clears throat> so I recorded it. Well, he decided he didn't want to sell later. and So we left it recorded. Probably two months later, I got a phone call from a realtor that I knew uh, acquaintance-wise. They knew uh, We knew of each other. And they called me up. They found the... Um, affidavit of claim of interest they had listed the house for him he sold it for much more and you know i i wanted what i was i told him i was we were ready to close in fact we had a buyer they were great they agreed to buy it jeanette was gonna buy it um we would have profited i think six grand and that's before Travis, because after travis i mean because travis is actually was added on top of that so that was a good deal especially then in detroit early 13 wasn't hot 14. like it is now no and it was tough because I was still new to Detroit. So I was 14. Yeah. Yeah. Early 14. So anything three to five grand, I was extremely happy about in Detroit. And I'm still happy with, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, we had a $6,000 spread there that just disappeared because he decided to change his mind because he got drunk one afternoon and didn't like the agreement he agreed to or signed. So we, um, the title company contacted me, the agent contacted me and I told him, yeah, I'll release for five grand. You know, well, you got it sold. He'll net more still with that five grand than he would have netted with my offer. 
You know, I clearly had a, a legally valid binding purchase agreement. I was ready to perform. Anytime he said he was ready to go, we could have. In fact, I'm ready to close right now. And I, I called a private lender and said, can you loan me 16 grand to buy this house if I have to? And he goes, yep. So I would have closed within two to three days. Um, didn't need to because they ended up negotiating and I came down to two grand. I said, I'll release it for two. might've been three, two grand. And, um, cause I think we might've been four. Did we each get two grand? No, it was only two. We okay. Sp- yeah. We split, we split two. two grand. Okay. Yeah. But it's still for essentially not doing a whole lot of work. We showed over there once and didn't have to, you know, coordinate title and deal with all the other stuff. Two grand. Um, I was happy to get paid on it at that point. It was a deal that we had sort of written off, you know, cause they'd walked away, but that's why you file those affidavits because they, people don't quite understand when you agree to sell your house to me and you write, you so we have a signed purchase agreement. That's just done, man. It's illegally, you're obligated to sell it to me unless I decide I don't want to buy it. That's the way my agreement reads. If you don't like it, don't fucking sign it. I've had plenty of people say, no, they're not going to sign it. I'll sell it to you for this price, but I'm not going to sign it. I'm not going to sign that purchase agreement. And there's been times I've walked away from the deal and there's been times I've said, okay. And I've adjusted and made a, you know, signed a different purchase agreement that changed whatever they didn't like. Um, yeah, and sometimes we take some stuff out. Yep. We, yeah. I cross things out from time to time, but the point is that didn't happen on any of these, this one. And it's a deal I was ready to close on. So we, we, we said, you know, we're going to record this affidavit, to protect our interest. And if he decides to sell it, he's either going to sell it to me or he's going to pay me to, for, to clear this lien. Cause that's essentially what it is. It's a lien I don't think he believed against you. the property. Oh, no. he didn't. Yeah. No, most people don't as day drink on. Yep. I know how this works. Yep. Okay. Not going to Go trick ahead. me. Yeah. That's what he kept saying. They're not going to trick me. Okay, man. I'm not trying to trick anybody. I think people are trying to trick me lately with some of the bullshit I've been dealing with. Yeah. Constantly. But, um, yeah, so that's the story this week. Um, the one armed bandit, the closing was fun too. day drinker, daycare. Oh, the closing was awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell I out of that. I loved that. Yeah. He, there, you stepped out and they were talking shit about you and stealing all that. And I mm-hmm. said, that's rich coming from the guy who signed a contract and reneged. And I said, trust yep. me, sir. The feeling is mutual. Yep. <laughs> and when I was in there, it was so quiet. Oh yeah. There, oh, you could hear pen drop it yep. was amazing and i know it's a pin drop <laughs> i had a pen in my hand and i yeah. dropped it boom like this different mic. pen yeah so anyway could that be um, the wholesale uh tip of the week too wholesale tip of the week this week is actually it's a call to action as well Ooh, okay so sometimes i can't really think of a tip this week either necessarily especially not trying to repeat tips i've given in the past or full-on training i've given in, in even on this podcast so um, but this week I'm going to give you a tip and, uh, a call to back, call to action. What I want you to do, if you are listening to this, you're probably interested in wholesaling. Um, you probably want to do some deals, right? If you're not listening for the deals to buy them from me, then maybe you're listening and you want to do what I'm doing. So what I want you to do is go out and buy a list of absentee owners in an area that you want to buy a house in. If you're a rehab, this doesn't have to be just for wholesalers either. If you're a rehabber and you want to buy more houses and rehab more houses. Um, this is the best way to do it, man. This is the best way yeah. to do it. Get them to call you directly. Once the house is on the MLS, 
You're competing everybody. with everybody, man. Not just investors, but homeowners and that's and tough. Parents buying houses for their kids and all kinds of stuff. So the the last place to search for your rehabs is the MLS. The second best place, or you know, the middle place is wholesalers like me. I provide the service, I make money, I save you guys a shitload of time and effort to do all the other stuff. The single best way to get the best deals though is to do what I do, and that's mail, direct mail to homeowners. So uh, go out and buy it. You can you can go to listability, you can go to list source. Um, I use listability. I just pulled two new lists, one for the suburbs and one for Detroit in a couple of zip codes. And I mean, it was like 150 bucks or 250 bucks total for the two. And there's 5,000 names between them. That it's basically like money, 35 bucks, uh, 35 cents per no, $35 per thousand names, but it's a minimum of 95 bucks. Yeah. So one, one of my lists was 95 and one of them was 145 or something like that. So really for a hundred bucks, you can get a good list of, three to 5,000 names, right? Three to 4,000 names. Um, and you can, uh, and these are absentee owners. If you're using listability, they have a master absentee owner database. Basically it's, it's what I've used forever. It's really good. People talk shit about that, man. We made a lot of money off absentee owners. People talk shit about it all the time, but yeah, I've, I don't I, think they work it. John, they don't. I don't have complaints. They maybe mail once, and that's it. That's that must probably be what, what the is. problem is. Yeah, but and it's a constantly changing list. You get a lot of people that aren't motivated on that list, but you also get people that are that inherited. You get inherited houses this way. You get, you know, people that transferred because of their job and they had to rent the house. So that was really common after the crash too, where people they couldn't sell the house, so they rented it. And they rented it under market usually and under what their rent or their mortgage payment was. So you get these vacant houses um, where they need to sell. Then you get guys like have 20 houses and they don't want to sell any of them unless you made them a great offer. Well, you know what? This business is work. (laughs) You're going to have to talk to some people who are just just looking to see how much they can get or interested or how did you get my information? Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to make money. Here's a newsflash. You need to work. Yeah. Wait, it's work. My feelings, Steve. Don't (laughs) I get money for my feelings? Been triggered. (laughs) So that's my call to action for you fuckers. Excellent call to action. Buy a list and not just buy the list and keep it in your inbox and keep it in your, you know, in in a folder in an Excel spreadsheet. Write a yellow letter to everybody on that list and mail it. I mean, at the start, mail 100. Spend, invest 200 or 250 bucks in yourself right now. Buy that list, buy a hundred stamps, some envelopes and paper. If you don't have the, if you don't know the, the yellow letter trick, I guess you call it, if you don't know how to write a yellow letter, I know I talked about it in one of my early podcasts. Um, go back and listen to those in the direct mail, how to find sellers. And if enough people message or email, um, I'll create a little video with uh, a, exactly step-by-step how you do it. Excellent. So it's not hard. Go out and buy your list, write a yellow letter, mail it, and uh, start getting some leads. Report back to me. If you Just, need some help working those leads, give us, give me or Jeremy a call. We'll be glad to help you out. Call Steve. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Do you know, it. You, why are you listening that's to this it. podcast? Are you fucking bored? Or, um, I mean, that's, I made, what, we split a couple hundred thousand dollars off of absentee owner direct mail. Yep. 
I've had worse years. You know yep. what I'm saying? So it works. It absolutely. And I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is the only thing you should be doing. If you're, you know, this is just take a step. This is take some action. If you're listening to this podcast and it's, and, and you are one of those people that are listening to this because you want to do what I'm doing, then stop just listening and thinking do about doing it. Just do yeah. it. You don't have to do this big. You don't, I agree with you on your point earlier about having six months worth saved up, but there's also something for taking action right now. If you've mailed a hundred letters, you're going to get anywhere from five or six phone calls to 25 phone calls out yeah. of a hundred. Depends on the list, depends on the neighborhood and, and where you're mailing to. If you're mailing Royal Oak, you might get five or eight. If you're mailing Detroit, you're probably going to get 20 or 25. So mail those letters, get some calls, work those leads, and you know what to do if you need help from there. Piece of cake. Great call to action, dude. And it works. It I know it works because I was there. Yep. So <laughs> You saw it. You saw it from the beginning I to saw end. it. And it was I, it's still one of my favorite lists. I get referrals. I'm 100% referral based now, yep. and I kind of wish for those absentee owners, you know? Yeah, so. I hear you. Because those probate ones sure, sure are tough. They're great leads, but there yeah, is a they're lot, hard to close. lot of yeah. hoops to jump through. We are making more money, though, in general. Yeah. Which, it's not, I'm not complaining about that, but yep. we're, we're earning it, too. Mm-hmm. So that part, I'm not sure what's better, that base hit that's fast yeah. or that double that takes a little bit of work, you know? Generally speaking, it all evens out in the end. But a lot of times, the harder it is, uh, the harder work it is generally, the more you make, there's some exceptions to that with deals in Detroit where you have to work your ass off for two, three grand because it's just the way the deal is, but kind of doing it on that apartment deal. Yeah. We're near yeah. in the end. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go door knock. I think on Friday yeah. and if that doesn't do it, I think we might just kick it loose, man. That sucks. Cause that was a good deal. Too. I know good deal on our, your end. We flipped it for a good price. The buyer's Everything. getting a good deal. Seller's happy and ready to close, but it's, there's title issues that we're trying to clear that we can't necessarily clear. So a lot of errors, a lot of errors and a lot of just, you know, we need to get these people to cooperate now with what incentive do they have necessarily? We can give them a little bit of money incentive, but sometimes 500 or a thousand bucks just isn't enough incentive for someone to sign their name to a piece of paper. Yeah. It probably sounds like one of those Nigerians calling, Hey, yeah. I got some money for you. I'm not calling that person back. Yeah, that's no, true. I'm serious. I agree with you. <laughs> that's why we're probably not getting any calls back. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. That's all I got for episode 21. I appreciate everybody listening and, uh, Jeremy can do out the closing. All right, folks. If you like these podcasts, it takes time as to use data to do this. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go on iTunes and rate and review and say something like hashtag Savage Steve is awesome. Uh, love this podcast, whatever. Just rate and review. That really does help. Also share. Share from either the Renegade Detroit Investor page or the Flip This Podcast page. Uh, mostly so we can thank you. I know a lot of you share anyway, but if you don't share it in a way we can see it, then I can't thank you. And for everybody who is sharing that way and we don't see it, and you can tell because I didn't like and say thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Really do appreciate it. And we love selling these deals on this podcast, but don't miss a deal. Go to 313cashdeals.com. Get that sign up on that email list. Get them right away. Don't wait for them to show up on the show. If you've got a house you're thinking about selling, go to stevebuyshousesfast.com. And if you're curious about Steve and interested in all things Steve, go to Clickso, 
C-L-Y-X-O, hope I'm saying that right, dot com forward slash S Lando. All right, folks, appreciate your time. Uh, I know you could be doing lots of other things right now. Steve and I appreciate it a lot. Thanks for tuning in the podcast. Thank you much. We appreciate it. Till the next podcast. See you.